Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Another edition of the Luca Rosano Show. I'm your host, Luca Rosano, joined by a very special guest. I got with me my main guy, senior writer of Heavy.com and the host of the Scoop B Radio podcast, Brandon Scoop B Robinson. How you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Luca, come on, stop. I uh, listen. I, I really appreciate this. I, I've been following your work for a while. Uh, you've got some really good work under your belt. And uh, before we dive into it, I, I do want to talk about the beginning of the week. So, as we all know, um, the Kobe Bryant Memorial did take place on Monday, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that to begin the show. Uh, what were your thoughts on that ceremony, uh, Scoop? And uh, what's the type of impact Kobe Bryant had on you and continues to have on you and your work? I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch it. Uh, I was busy working and I kind of followed along with it um, via Twitter and Instagram. Uh, What I could share with you is I did know Kobe. I knew, uh, or I still do know his his father. I know his, um, I know his cousins. I know uh, some of his his in-laws. So for me, you know, it it, it definitely uh, was a, uh, it was touching uh, to see how many people did, you know, speak out about him and, you know, the type of person that he was, uh, the type of competitor uh, that he was. And uh, it, it had an impact on me, I, you know, just kind of uh, being in NBA locker rooms and talking to different scouts and just different people who work with the Lakers. Um, I, his work ethic is something that really stands out to me. Uh, I'm actually writing something right now. I uh, interviewed an author who basically told me that when Kobe started in the NBA and signed uh, with Adidas, Adidas actually asked him to shave his head because they wanted him to be like Mike. Wow. And, um, you know, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, it'll be, I'll jump later today at heavy.com. I thought that was interesting. Um, and just uh, overall, um, just Kobe's story. Uh, one of the last times that I sat with him and interviewed him, uh, we talked about, um, you know, going out on top um, in the same way that uh, Peyton Manning did uh, when he won a Super Bowl uh, with the Denver Broncos. And, um, you know, he said it would have been amazing to do it, but it wasn't meant to be. Uh, but he still won five NBA championships. And, you know, most people don't win one. 
you know, I, I think that um, his competitive nature. I also went to school uh, at Eastern University, which is literally minutes down the street from Lower Marion High School. And so I spent a lot of time at Lower Marion uh, in the area um, and actually wrote a feature story on, uh, interviewed two people, one who went to school with uh, Kobe and one who, you know, ran his camps and stuff at Lower Marion. And, you know, it just, you know, pretty much everybody just said his competitive nature and, and the fact that he was actually a nice person with people. He was, you know, he loved the game of basketball, but realized that it was bigger than just that. Were you able to catch uh, Michael Jordan's words afterwards of Kobe? I did. I did. Um, I think that um, it, it was heartfelt, uh, particularly the crying Jordan meme was something that he discussed himself. Um, you know, we all grew up wanting to be like Mike. Um, but the funny thing is, you know, I, I, I spoke to Kyle Anderson of the Memphis Grizzlies uh, a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things he said to me was, you know, I didn't watch Michael play, uh, I, but I was blessed with the opportunity to uh, watch on YouTube and on television after the fact. Um, but he said, literally, Kobe was my generation's Michael Jordan. And it's interesting to hear that because for me, I'm older than Kyle. Uh, I'm old enough to remember Michael during uh, the first championship of 91, which is when I you know, started watching basketball. Um, but, you know, to hear someone like Kyle Anderson, who's old enough to be my little brother, say that um, it speaks volumes. It's kind of weird when you think about it. But, you know, that that is because I think Kobe was a tweener himself. You know, he grew up watching Michael, but he also grew up watching Isaiah and Magic. Yeah second generation basketball player with his father playing for the Rockets and the Sixers. So he was in the Lakers locker room and, and, and grew up, you know, watching those guys. So it's interesting, but it is true. He is that this generation's Michael Jordan. Oh, undoubtedly. I agree with that statement. And guys, you can follow all the Scoop's work. Uh, check him out. All the links to his uh, Twitter handles uh, to, of course, heavy.com will be uh, down below. Uh, Scoop, I just want to switch gears now. Um, I want to talk about uh, the battle in L.A. right now between the Lakers and the Clippers. I mean, we've been talking about these two teams since the beginning of the offseason. Um, who do you ultimately think has the edge over the other team? I mean, if... If you had to bet on one team as of today, who would it be and why? Well, you know, my late father and I used to bet my freshman year of college when we were going on vacation, we would bet throwback jerseys. And I lost a lot of uh, betting awards with him in games. And my, my, my lesson from him was don't bet. And so I don't bet. But what if I had to make um, a prediction, that's, that's pretty hard, too, because I think that you're looking at a Lakers team who has a ton of chemistry. You know, I was with... Uh, Trey Daniels last week, uh, the Lakers, and he talked about a group text that the Lakers actually have, uh, which basically um, details, you know, the word of encouragement. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a source of encouragement for all those guys. Um, and their chemistry is A+. plus. You talk to anybody, you talk to Danny Green a couple of days ago, Danny just uh, preaches the, the whole chemistry thing. Contavious Caldwell Pope, same thing. Um, and you're really talking about a Lakers team that's built around LeBron and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis coming this offseason and you know, you added pieces like Dwight Howard, but comparatively, when you look at the Los Angeles Clippers, um, they're nothing to, to uh, sneeze at, uh, particularly because last season, uh, their best player on that team was coming off the bench in Lou Williams. So you basically had Harrell, Montrez Harrell, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, um, and some of those other pieces. And then in the offseason, you bring in Kawhi Leonard as a free agent and you trade essentially Shea Gilgis Alexander and Danilo Gallinari uh, for Paul George uh, over to the cinema, over to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And you didn't know what you were getting 
because he was coming off a rotator cuff injury, uh, as I first reported last April. But, you know, specifically as it relates to both teams, I think from top to bottom, the Clippers um, have a good team at, at large, even before Kawhi and Paul George came on board. Um, but cohesively, you haven't been able to see all those guys play together in a playoff series. But the same thing can be said about the Lakers. The Clippers are more of a formidable team because we saw what they could do in the playoffs last season. They went toe-to-toe with the Golden State Warriors, a, a very potent Golden State Warriors team pre-Kevin Durant injury. And uh, then you look at the Lakers. I mean, LeBron's been playoff-tested. Um, Anthony Davis has made maybe one trip to the NBA playoffs as a member of the New Orleans Pelicans. And then you have Danny Green, who's coming off of a, a, an NBA Finals win uh, last season uh, out in Toronto, uh, your your home country of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Canada, eh? That's your question. I think it's deadlocked at both L.A. teams. But you also can't sleep on some of the other teams in the Western Conference. You can't sleep on the Denver Nuggets. Um, who I think quietly has a, a, a substantial second-seeded team under uh, head coach Malone. And, you know, I, I think everybody's just, you know, ready to give the crown to Los Angeles. But uh, the season is not over, and, um, you know, the playoffs haven't started yet. But, you know, the two L.A. teams are quite attractive. And I think the, even the part about the Clippers that I think the Lakers gifted the Clippers on was – uh, one in Ivica Zubak, who was traded to the Clippers and, um, you know, worked out with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar this past uh, summer and got better. You know, I think in this NBA right now, the big man is making a comeback. Um, and he's definitely a hybrid uh, big man, a guy that can, sh- you know, that can that can shoot, that can uh, p- post up. And a guy that, you know, uh, from top to bottom, I, I think uh, can play well. So I, I think that those, both of those two L.A. teams are great teams. And you've got a Kawhi Leonard-led Clippers team who – you know, has something to prove. You know, for years, you know, the Clippers have been the Lakers' little brother, and it's a coming of age. So it's going to be interesting. And uh, I just want to stick with the Lakers uh, quickly here, uh, Scoop. I want to get your take on this. So obviously, uh, the recent news out of Lakerland, uh, DeMarcus Cousins. They parted ways with him, then they went on and gone Morris. Uh, what was your instant reaction to that? And then also, uh, you had uh, tweeted out about a month ago that uh, the Lakers had invited J.R. Smith to a couple of workouts. Do you have an update on that and if that could come to fruition? I, I even saw you know earlier today that Deion Waiters is another guy that the Lakers are going to feel out. Um, first, yeah, what was your reaction to the DeMarcus Cousins news? And is there a guy the Lakers can get as we enter, obviously, the second half of the season into the postseason push? Well, it was disheartening that they ultimately had to, uh, you know, cut ties with DeMarcus. And what will end up happening is, you know, he's still rehabbing and doing what he needs to do. DeMarcus maintains a residence in the Las Vegas area. And since he's already set up shop in Los Angeles um, and his rehab with guys like assistant coach Phil Handy, you know, on court football drills and others, uh, he'll remain in Los Angeles from, from now to the foreseeable future. Uh, definitely a freak injury uh, working out and was looking to get himself in order. You know, he, I talked to DeMarcus. Uh, I actually ran into DeMarcus a few weeks ago, and, you know, he was all spirits and all chairs waiting for, for, for things to come to fruition. But, you know, just that injury and the, and, the, and the magnitude that it takes to come back, you want to kind of preserve yourself for the long run, not just to get it right going into the playoffs. Because in, to be honest with you, he'd be repeating what he did last season where he got hurt. That's right. Um, I, I think in this situation – you know, with DeMarcus Cousins, um, you know, the Lakers had to find something that, that would help them uh, in the interim. You know, legitimately, they have a chance to be the world champions. And, you know, I, I think also it benefits Kyle Kuzma. Um, and and it, it benefits Kyle Kuzma because um, 
they're using him as a hybrid 3-4, kind of like how the Knicks were using Carmelo Anthony uh, in his last few years in New York, and also um, how the Clippers were using Paul Pierce uh, later on. And, and Kuzma is really a slasher. Mm-hmm. Um, to do damage in, in the playoffs um, and as a third option uh, alongside Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So I think, you know, when you look at the Lakers and what they were able to do, I think Morris was definitely a steal. Um, he's another example of a clutch guy that has found their way to Los Angeles. And <laughs> it, it's interesting. But uh, there there is talk that, you know, DeMarcus Cousins could be turned next season. I, I placed a phone call to someone in the know and, you know, asked that the Miami Heat would be an option for DeMarcus, uh, you know, going into the playoffs. And, you know, this was, of course, before it was, it was reported that, you know, he'll end up staying with the Lakers and, and, and rehab it. But, you know, from someone I spoke to, they basically said if DeMarcus were to go to the Miami Heat, he'd lose about 25 pounds and, you know, he could be a, a benefit to the Miami Heat. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Um, and, and to your question about J.R. Smith, uh, he is in Los Angeles currently. Um, he said on Instagram uh, Q&A yesterday uh, that he's gotten a call from neither the Los Angeles Clippers or the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, last month, I was tipped off by someone within the Lakers organization who shared with me um, that he would, this was on January 25th, that he would be getting a workout with the Los Angeles Lakers the very next day. Uh, Kobe Bryant died in a, in a tragic car, excuse me, tragic helicopter accident uh, in Calabasas, California. So the Lakers are playing catch up in uh, what they're doing, but at the same time, they're being very strategic. Just for those who are not familiar, um, you can still be on an NBA playoff roster as long as you're signed by the end of the season. Uh, the Lakers, as reported by uh, Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes, um, will uh, be meeting with Deion Waiters on March 2nd, uh, which is Monday, uh, this coming Monday. So, again, it's a meeting. That doesn't mean that it's you know a foregone conclusion that he's signing. Uh, Waiters is also represented by Clutch as well, as is J.R. Smith. And, you know, I think the Lakers are taking their time and being prudent in their approach on what they're doing. But, yes, uh, J.R. Smith did work out with the Lakers. But the thing, the thing about it is – uh, J.R. Smith has be, been between New York and Los Angeles for the past few months. Um, only played 11 games last season with the Cleveland Cavaliers, a former uh, a, a teammate of LeBron James is in Cleveland. And it's funny, um, I actually had um, Ben Golliver of the Washington Post on the Scoopy Radio podcast in the fall. Uh, and he said to me that unless he gets LeBron James's seal of approval, he doesn't see J.R. Smith playing for the Lakers. And then lo and behold, uh, LeBron is on social media you know, uh, singing J.R. Smith's praises. He said that he used to call him 911 because when you needed a bucket in a hurry, there he was. So I have no new news to report on uh, J.R. Smith's free agency um, but or his future plans. But, um, yes, the Lakers uh, do have their hands full trying to fill out that last spot. That's good stuff right there from Scoop B. Uh, Scoop, let's switch gears now. Uh, you obviously know I cover the Raptors here in Toronto, Canada. I'm a fan myself. I want to get your thoughts on this team. I mean, in my opinion, it's been remarkable what they've been able to do without Kawhi Leonard, currently situated second in the East. I know they're following up uh, a tough loss against the Bucks. But what have been uh, what have been your overall thoughts on this team uh, leading up to this point? And uh, do you consider the Raptors to be a legitimate favorite in terms of coming out of the East? I wouldn't say they're a favorite. I think there are a few teams that are favorites. I think there is no consensus. Um, and I think that's what's great about this NBA season. I, I spoke to Charles Barkley at the beginning of the season about, um, you know, this season. And he said to me, you know, what's great about basketball is you're not presuming the Warriors, you're not presuming the Cavs. Uh, and it's not a foregone conclusion that LeBron in the, in, in, in the Western Conference 
will make it to the finals because the Clippers have something to say about that. That being said, um, I think the Raptors are overlooked because Kawhi Leonard is gone. Um, and I think early in the season, many people uh, just assumed uh, many experts that just predicted that the, the, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers would just run away with an NBA Finals appearance. The season still hasn't ended and the playoffs haven't started and there's 20-plus games left to be played. Um, but, I, but I'll say this, um, the Milwaukee Bucks, to me, uh, were my favorite pick from the beginning. Um, but let's not get it twisted. The first game of the season when uh, the Raptors, when they got their rings that night, took on the, the, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, um, I thought the Pelicans were going to win that game. Um, and, you know, the Raptors did take care of business. That game went into overtime. And what I saw was a Pascal Siakam that wasn't scared. Yeah. Uh, I've been saying this all season. Uh, Pascal Siakam reminds me of Scottie Pippen when Michael retired the first time. And if you remember, he took, he guided, uh, he as well as B.J. Armstrong and head coach Phil Jackson guided uh, the Chicago Bulls through the playoffs. And they ended up losing in the 94 playoffs in the semis against the New York Knicks. Um, and I think Scotty scored about average about 22 points that game. If I'm not mistaken, Siakam is around that mark uh, for the season. Um, I, I like the Raptors' chances, and I think that many people just knew that once LeBron came out of the Eastern Conference uh, and shifted over to the Western Conference, um, that they'd be spent, that the Raptors could win it all. But what they weren't expecting was a Kawhi Leonard last year to come in there and, you know, prove all doubters wrong uh, post San Antonio. And, you know, he got them a ring and he left. And I think that the sky is the limit for the Raptors now because they have that confidence. Kyle Lowry is clicking on those cylinders. You know, Marcus Saul is still the starting center on that team. You still have Sergi Bob. You have all those pieces. Um, and it's like almost the Raptors haven't been given their respect just because people assume that with Kawhi going, that's it. You know, you brought in Rondé Hollis Jefferson. He can't replace Kawhi Leonard. You know, I watched him during his days in Brooklyn, and, you know, he's a good wedge uh, in that Raptors uh, system. But um, I, I think, you know, ultimately it's going to come down to a few Scoop teams, the Raptors, Radio. the Bucks, the Sixers, and don't sleep on the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, that's a good point with Indiana. I mean, especially if Oladipo, uh, Oladipo can come back fully healthy. Uh, you said something there about the American media maybe sometimes overlooking the Raptors. It's funny you mentioned that, uh, Scoop, because uh, a couple weeks ago I did a piece on my channel. It was pretty much a compilation of the American media uh, disrespecting and overlooking the Raptors. As somebody who works directly within the American media, do you think the, the American media sometimes does in fact overlook this Raptors team and should be giving them more respect than they typically do? You know, it's funny. I had tweeted something. I'm going to answer your question, but I tweeted something over the weekend where I basically said, assuming everybody's healthy, you know, here are my top, I think it was the top five or top 10 players that I think are in the NBA's um, elite overall. You know, I mentioned LeBron, I mentioned Steph Curry, I mentioned Harden, I mentioned, um, you know, Kevin Durant. I mentioned all of the usual suspects, and I didn't mention Giannis, and I got crap for it. Um, and it, I wasn't really looking to argue. Everybody wants to argue. But then I put out another tweet, and I said, you know, um, Kawhi Leonard won, helped win um, the Raptors their first championship last season. With that championship, does that make him the best Raptor ever over Vince Carter? And a lot of people were just like, well, that's an American point of view that you have because Kyle, Rapp Kyle Lowry is the best Raptor to ever play or to ever shoot up. 
Um, and someone said that's an American point of view. So that perception of American point of view as it relates to Raptors is something that I never really thought about until maybe last weekend. Um, I don't think it's an, I think it's an assumed American point of view because I am American. I've been to Canada a couple of times, love, love Canada. Um, but I think, I think many people pay attention to headlines. Unfortunately, many people don't watch basketball. Um, I, I, I say this often. Um, I can't eat everybody's potato salad, tuna and collard greens. Um, and you can't discuss this in the same vein. You can't discuss every, you can't discuss basketball with everybody. Um, I think that the Raptors, um, people's attention spans have shifted because Kawhi is in Canada and they haven't actually watched Raptors games. Um, and so I, I don't necessarily just want to put it on an American point of view. I want to go to sleep peacefully at night. I can see your point of view, but I also think it's just a, an attention span sort of thing. I think people just like the shiny object and the shiny toy. That's why as much as the Lakers are in first place right now, the way that 24-hour news coverage discusses the Lakers, you think that they were the they had the worst record in the NBA. I mean, this is a team that potentially could win the finals, but so could the Clippers, uh, but so could the Raptors, and so could the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, I, I think there are so many other teams to discuss aside from the Lakers, aside from the Clippers. Um, I think, you know, the Raptors are the only – Canadian basketball team currently in the NBA um, who happened to win a championship last season. It's kind of, I, I can see your point of view as, as feeling slighted. And that's the, that, that is my point where it's, uh, I can speak on behalf of other people here where they feel, you know, Raptors are the defending champs. And then it took them to win 15 in a row for the American media to finally shine some light on the team. But I think that's what makes the Raptors so special. It's that ammo they get. It, they almost fuel themselves on people doubting them. And, and again, it's not just the American media. I don't want to just pin that on you guys. It's also people here. I mean, um, there, there were so many nights during the Raptors postseason and run where you know the lead story on sports center here in canada was a hockey story and i was sitting there like are you kidding me the raptors are on the verge of something historic here and we're shining more light on hockey because typically speaking hockey has always been in many people's minds the predominant sport in this country but we're starting to see that culture shift here in the country and that is why people are so passionate with the type of attention that they would like this team to receive I agree. I, I think that um, we're, we're shifting the culture in so many aspects, just like I think um, when you look at basketball at large, um, I, I think when you saw Michael Jordan give words about Kobe, many people believed that Kobe and Michael didn't get along. And then when you saw Michael speak about Kobe, it's like, oh, well, wait, maybe. He did get along with Kobe. I think there is the the real deal and then the TV perception of things. Exactly. And I think those who watch basketball know, one, who the champs are, the Raptors. Yeah, I mean, literally a Canadian team with their superstar wearing new balances beat a, an American Warriors team full of Nike ambassadors. I think that's pretty funny if you ask me. Um, but I, I think, you know, those who know basketball know who the greats are and they know who, who's good. Like Pascal Siakam has been one of the most consistent players um, this season. But I think people get fascinated by names. You know, Kawhi Leonard's a name. LeBron's a name. Kyrie Irving's a name. Uh, Kyle Lowry is a, is a name. Um, but I, I think I think um, 
I just think Kyle Lowry's overlooked as because he's a blue collar point guard. He's not Steph Curry. He's not Kyrie. He's not. But but so what? He's a champion, and I think you you have to you have to respect those guys. And I and I and I think that's why I'm not willing to just say, look, this is Milwaukee's you know Eastern Conference to win. Look, this is you know this is Philly's Eastern Conference to win. Like, but by the same breath, Milwaukee should have took care of business last year. Yeah, well, they're up too old. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they like like Philly should have took care of business last year. So it's like, all right, if Toronto's so bad, why do they have a ring and these other people don't? I, I think the Raptors should get more respect. But I think you nailed it when you talked about it being a hockey town. Like hearing you talk and hearing your accent, and you say your accent sounds like Brett the Hitman Hart. I see you saying about, <laughs> not about about, but it's like, look, man, listen. We, we, Years ago, when those expansion teams were implemented into the NBA, and then you saw Vince Carter, the impact that Vince had—I mean, his impact in Canada um, is as for, for in, a, in a hockey town was powerful for black men who look like him. Mm-hmm. You know, Tristan Thompson grew up watching him. He gave Drake confidence of being, you know, a, a Canadian kid and doing more than just watching hockey or more like. The best, the, the best NBA team in, in the world is from Canada, and arguably one of the best rappers in the in the world uh, is Canadian, who maintains a home in Calabasas and in Houston. So, you got to give Canada love, man. I'm not one of those guys that's just so stuck on America. You got to look at the world from a global perspective. I'm sure the fans can definitely appreciate that coming from you. And uh, lastly, I just want to ask you this: What's one thing you're most looking forward to for the final stretch of the regular season as we head towards the? Uh, 2020 playoffs either a key storyline or or maybe a you know a team something that's happened recently that you're most looking forward to um honestly um a few things centered into one what's going to happen with you know seed six seven and eight in the nba's western conference uh the portland trailblazers have played beneath their privilege throughout the course of the season and a lot of it had to do with injuries they brought in carmelo anthony and then at times damian lillard's been out and hurt um, and, and I, I want to see them, you know, find a way to make it into the playoffs. That's one. Two, I like the resurgence of the Memphis Grizzlies. They yeah. traded Mike Conley Jr. And in the draft, they got John Moran, who is arguably the NBA's Rookie of the Year. I think they're pushing an agenda to make Zion the Rookie of the Year. And, you know, John ja might have something to say about it. I spoke with some guys on the Memphis Grizzlies, and they say that Ja is their guy. That's two. And then lastly, uh, we talked about, or I talked about Zion. Will that team make it to the playoffs? They made all those trades. They got a top pick in Zion Williamson. They traded Anthony Davis to the Los Angeles Lakers. I would like to see a Los Angeles Lakers, uh, New Orleans Pelicans first round matchup in the playoffs. Um, that'll be interesting to see. Everybody wants Zion to be at a rookie of the year and pushing that agenda. Well, if they get an AC, that may happen. As I told you, the first game of the season, the Raptors and the Pelicans played against each other, and I like the Pelicans' heart. This was, of course, without Zion Williamson. He's back. He's putting up stats. What's going to happen? Memphis, Portland, New Orleans. Is they in or is they out? We shall see. If the Pelicans do match up with the Lakers in that first round scoop, that matchup's going to be on pay-per-view. I mean, LeBron versus Zion in a first round playoff matchup. I mean, sign me up. That, 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 that would be remarkable. I agree. It's going to be interesting to see if it happens. Uh, pay-per-view, you know we'll find a way to get our uh, <laughs> our, 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 our online viewing uh, 
pleasures in doing it. You know, we don't pay for anything, but we'll find a way to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was some great stuff, Scoop. I really appreciate it. Before I let you go, though, we are going to be doing something really cool. I do this with all my guests. So allow me to enlighten you. We are going to be doing some rapid fire questions. So uh, are you ready to go? Let's do it. Okay, first rapid fire question. Biggest story you ever broke? Uh, probably it's a two part. I said that Kevin Durant was joining the Los Angeles Lakers. That didn't happen. However, his now Brooklyn Nets teammate, Kyrie Irving, uh, joined the Brooklyn Nets. And I had that February of last year. He signed with the Brooklyn Nets that July. There you go. That's impressive. Next question. Favorite person you ever got to meet or interview? Uh couple people jay-z is my favorite rapper uh, i met jay i've been around him a few times he and i had a conversation some years ago and when we shook hands his hands were so soft and i was like there's no way a man's hand should be that soft <laughs> and i found out later that he uses a product called carol's daughter so when, I, when someone told me that story I, I put on a i did a jay impersonation i said well you know i use carol's daughter and that was like a running joke. So, yeah, that was probably the coolest experience meeting him or, um, you know, conversing with Diddy. Those were, you know, those are two guys that are pillars in my era. So it was pretty cool. No, that's dope. They're definitely two guys I look up to as well in the music industry. Uh, next question I have for you here, your biggest inspiration for your craft and uh, why you do what you do. Two people. Number one, growing up, uh, I grew up watching 60 Minutes on CBS and a guy by the name of Ed Bradley uh, was one of my inspirations. He was a child prodigy like myself. I started in the business at 12 years old uh, with the Nets and uh, was in an NBA locker room as a kid with uh, Chris Broussard and, and Adrian Wojnarowski. Whoa. So and as a kid, I was around those guys. But Ed Bradley, to me, um, was somebody who asked the tough questions, as well as Barbara Walters. I always liked the way that she was able to maneuver and, and radio host locally here in New York City, who's nationally known. Uh, it's Angie Martinez. I love the flow of her interviews. And, you know, those are those are three people that, that stand out to me. Uh, next question. Best player in the NBA right now, I'm going to put you on the spot, LeBron, Giannis, or Kawhi, or LeBron. other? LeBron James. LeBron? You're still going with LeBron? Going with LeBron. In season 17. Mm-hmm. I am. I can respect that. Uh, most underrated player in the NBA right now? Pascal Siakam. Raptors fans are going to appreciate that one. Uh, most overrated NBA player right now? Uh, um, Most overrated player in the NBA right now. I won't say overrated. I'll say overhyped. I think a lot of people overhyped Zion uh, before Zion stepped foot on an NBA court. Um, I was at the uh, rookie sophomore game of the world versus the U.S. game, and at the end, it kind of just was kind of frustrating to me where at the end of the game, they kept giving him the ball because they wanted him to dunk. Like, I'm of the era, you you earn it, and you let things happen organically. Um, I want to see Zion do well, um, but I I feel like even, you know, some people may try to be replacing the next LeBron with Zion. LeBron had to earn it, and and what LeBron did, he did it organically. Um, and so I, I feel like there's a force, there's a push on that on that process. So that's who I'm going to say is the most overhyped. Uh, but he has the, the ability to to live up to that hype, and I'm pulling for him. And last one I got for uh, you here, Scoop. One song that pumps you up and fuels you. 
What's your go-to song? Um, right now, it's a couple. One is Uptown Vibes um, by Meek Mill. I like the the original version, and I also like the version that was in the Bad Boys for Life uh, soundtrack that you know that is out now. Um, probably uh, an album that you know they say you always remember the music you did when you fell in love or other things. And for me, <laughs> uh, Jay Z's Blueprint Two in high school uh, was that album that got me hyped because I was the public address announcer and DJ for the basketball games at, at my at my uh, prep school. Um, and that's carried me through college and, and more. So, you know, that song, particularly the song Hovey Baby, uh, which I think is track two on, on Blueprint 2, is a song that I, that really gets me hyped while I'm getting work done on Deadline. I love it. I love it, Scoop. That was simply amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time at your busy schedule um, and, and being on the show. I'm sure the viewers are going to appreciate it. And definitely reach out to Scoop. Hit him up on Twitter, Instagram, all the handles. All of his links are going to be you in the description the box down below. Podcast. 2.1 million streams last year on all platforms. There you go. Sub to his podcast. He's got great guests. And uh, now I got a great guest on my show, courtesy of Scoop. So Scoop, thank you so much for doing this, man. And uh, hopefully we could do this again soon. I really appreciate this, man. Let's do it, man. Thank you for having me. And thanks so much for watching the Luca Rosano Show, guys. Definitely hit that like, subscribe, and have yourselves a great weekend. I'll catch you all again in the next one. Peace out. Scoop B Radio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.